everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to The Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and today we have a very special interview with the Wonderland Dentistry. We have Dr. Alice on today. So how are you doing today, Dr. Alice? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. It's a pleasure to have you on air all the way from Texas. Oh, wonderful. It's a pleasure to speak to someone who works with children. So I love working with children. I specialize in working, um, doing dentistry for only kids. Perfect. And I love that. So um, with that note, why don't you tell me a little bit about Wonderland Pediatric Dentistry, the location and everything like that? Okay. To let you know about Wonderland Pediatric Dentistry, we are five months young. We opened our doors to the Cypress, Texas community. Um, Cypress, that was uh, January 6th of this year, 2014. Um, Cypress is a northwest suburb of Houston, and it's been such a great, great, warm, receptive five months. Um, the area is growing with a lot of young families, um, so there's a need for us there. So we're very happy to, be, to provide great service in the Cypress community. That's wonderful, and congratulations on that. I mean, it's wonderful to be, you know, a brand new company and to open your doors out to the community. I think that's great. Yay, yes. And we're actually having our open house next weekend, so we're excited. We're going to have face painting, balloon twisting, food, prizes, and a lot of fun stuff for the kiddos and their families. Wonderful. So what kind of services do you offer? Well, we provide a plethora of services. Um, Again, we only work with children. We work from newborns until up to about age 18. Uh, Some newborns are born with teeth, so we would see them. But if a person is not born with teeth, we recommend that the patient come see us by their first birthday. And this is to create a dental home. And that term is through the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry. And with the first visit at age one, um, the whole idea is for the family to get to get to know us and we can go over oral hygiene instructions, diet evaluation, and just make sure the parents know how to take care of those little teeth. Uh, the old school of thought was to come see us by age three, mm-hmm. but by age three, they would have all their teeth and sometimes they would have cavities, so we want to prevent that from happening by having an earlier visit by age one. Um, usually when they go, when they're 18 or so, they're going off to college and they kind of feel like they want to go see an adult dentist, so most of my patients, by the time they're 18, they go to a general dentist. Uh, we also specialize in working with special needs patients, such as Down syndrome patients, autistic patients, patients with sensory disorders. So we may have some patients in our practice who are older than 18, maybe in their 20s, um, because we do specialize with a special needs patient. I think that's wonderful, though, um, you know, that you're outreaching to other people as well. And I think it's great that, like you said, you are creating that dental home in the beginning because um, dental hygiene is very important. And if you start it young, you know, it'll be a habit for the rest of your life. Yes, and we just feel like there's so many people out there who they take care of their kids' teeth, but there's so many little tidbits that they didn't know, and they come see us earlier. They help prevent the cavities, and that's really saving them money. Um, So overall, preventing problems saves everyone some cash. That's really good. Yeah, I would say so. I was one of those kids that, you know, would eat a lot of candy when she was younger. So by the time I was in second grade, I was only eight years old. I had three teeth pulled out already. And then they had put some type of like 
metal spacers or something like that and I've had that for like five years in all my yearbook pictures so dental hygiene mm -hmm. is very important <laughs> yeah I was I was just like you my parents came to America from Vietnam and you know they worked really hard and so they would just give me lots of candy they're like oh okay here's candy mm -hmm. and I had lots of cavities as well and um, I remember I actually remember my first visit to the dentist I was about four or five years of age and the dentist was really close to me and I just started to like get really upset because it was someone in my personal space and I hadn't gone to a dentist before. Mm -hmm. So I think it really helped out if I had gone earlier, if I was one years of age or two even, but when I went when I was four or five, it was just really strange and this person was in my space. So I actually was recommended to be sedated to have all my treatment done. And oral sedation is one of the services that we provide in our practice. And what that is, is that I, the pediatric dentist, would give the patient, after checking out their, doing a preoperative, um, pre-op, you know, just checking their systems and everything, I would give them some medication to drink, and that would help them relax. It doesn't knock anyone out or anything, it just helps them relax, and I would do the treatment. Uh, we also offer IV sedation, where we have a dental anesthetist come in, or an anesthesiologist who's a medical doctor, they come in and then they would, you know, provide the IV sedation services and I would do my dental services. And with that, the patient is truly asleep and then we get to do pretty much all the treatment. Um, so we provide those two options at Wonderland Pediatric Dentistry. That's amazing. I think that's really wonderful to have those options. Even the option, like you said, about the medication that can relax the patient before going into, you know, any of the services that you may do. Because I was one of those kids that I would not want to have the shot that would numb your mouth. I wanted to, them to just go at it. I don't know why. I was scared of the needle, apparently, or whatever it may have been. And I just wouldn't take anything that they would give me. I was like, nope, just go ahead. But I kind of regretted oh, it at wow. the end because it was a lot of pain. <laughs> so I've learned my lesson now and I probably would take it now but um for somebody you know who wants a different means of you know either relaxing or prepping for that um, operation then I feel like those are great options yes and we also have of course the laughing gas which we call nitrous oxide and that's very very safe they just you know smell of the nice air we had different scents they could pick from like cola orange cherry bubblegum tropical punch and they pick their own flavor to smell and that really helps them relax as well and that's for patients who, are, who could be a little bit older or just have like one or two fillings to do. They need a little edge to it with help them relax. Um, so we have that option for them as well, the nitrous oxide. Wonderful. And, you know, going back to what you were saying about pediatrics and how you specialize in that. So is that the main difference between a typical dentistry and a pediatric dentistry? Is that just one specializes more so in the other? Yeah, so pediatric dentistry, um, well, let's say dental school is four years, mm -hmm. and after that, um, to, in order to become a pediatric dentist, you have to do a residency, and most pediatric residencies are two years. So we go to school for an extra two years, and those two years, we learn about, you know, using nitrous oxide, doing oral sedations, um, IV sedations, going to the operating room. Um, we do take some patients. I don't currently take any patients to the operating room at Wonderland, but some other pediatric dentists do. Uh, we would take them to the operating room and we do all the treatment there. And that's really for patients who are really have systemic issues, that they have like a syndrome or whatnot, and we can't safely treat them. In our practice, mm -hmm. we would take them to the operating room. Uh, 
And so with that two years, we learn how to work with children. The only people we work with are children. Uh, you'll probably find that most pediatric dentists are really charismatic and happy and outgoing. And we just create a really warm environment. Let's say you go to a general dentist versus a pediatric dentist. A general dentist is wonderful. They're family dentists and they all treat children, but the atmosphere is just totally different. We have games, we have fun decor, uh, we have TVs above every ceiling, there's TVs on the wall, just fun stuff. It's just more of a kid-friendly um, feel, uh, more kid-friendly environment. Uh, so I feel it puts a lot of children at ease. Uh, you know, so it's um, that's the main difference. Um, we provide more of the sedation and also the kid-friendly environment. Wonderful. And, you know, just going more into general about Wonderland Pediatric Dentistry, um, tell me about your missions and goals. Well, our missions provide the best, uh, you know, dentistry for the kiddos in the community. You know, dentistry itself and also to prevent cavities you know, to educate the parents and also the patients on oral hygiene. A lot of people brush first and, and then floss. I always tell them floss first and then brush. And, I've, and most parents are like, wow, that makes sense. No one ever has told me that. Because we're always like, you know, in, you know, on, you know, on TV and just in the media or just, you know, society, they're always saying brush, brush, brush. But it's very important to floss first and then brush and, you know, taking care of the diet. So my whole mission is to really, of course, do the best, dental treatment possible, but to really educate the parents and also the patients on good oral hygiene and health care, uh, you know, and also to create just a nice environment. We, will, we roll out the red carpet for all our patients and also all the parents. We want to make sure the parents are educated on the treatment that we advise and our plan of treatment, how we're going to go about doing it, whether it be just laughing gas, oral sedation or IV sedation. We want to make sure the parents feel good about their choices. And, you know, we always tell them that we're more than happy to reserve time after today's appointment if they want to come back in to review the x-rays, to review the, review the treatment. If mom came in, if dad wants to come in the next time or vice versa, we want the whole family to feel comfortable with the services we provide. And we actually want to meet all the family because sometimes we only see the mm-hmm. guy, we only see the mom. We want to make sure the whole family is involved and they know me, they know my team, so they feel good about their choice of coming to Wonderland Pediatric Dentistry. Wonderful. I think that's so great. Well, Dr. Alice, we actually have to take a break right now, but we'll come back with some more questions. So keep it right here, guys. You're listening to The Fame Game. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, 
and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, so we're continuing our wonderful interview with Dr. Alice. So we were just talking really about, you know, pediatric dentistry in itself, um, what Wonderland has to offer, and why it's just such a great dentistry. But um, Dr. Alice, um, we just got done talking about like missions and goals of yours, which I think is wonderful. You know, going back to that education piece, I think education is a big part of, you know, just being able to communicate with the families, like you said, and just to give them more information. Like what you were saying about the whole flossing before um, brushing, I actually never really knew that. I was always had the mindset of you floss after you brush or whatever it may be. Yes. Yes, and we get that a lot. So I, I always tell people, like, yeah, you know, spread the news, spread the word. If you're in line in Target, just, you know, pick up a conversation with the person in front of you or behind you or you're at church. So the whole, you know, idea for me is just for people to feel good about their appointments, feel good about coming, about coming to where on pediatric dentistry and just really spreading the news and what they've learned and feeling good about their visit. Wonderful. So tell me, how does your staff play a role at Wonderland Dentistry? The, my team plays a huge, huge role. Um, you know, I, I can't run an office by myself or do the dentistry by myself. Um, currently, we have two team members. We have in our front office, Ms. Joanne, and my assistant is Ms. Tracy, and they're wonderful. They're so excited to, you know, help uh, grow, help borderline pediatric dentistry grow, and we're always doing lots of community events, like there's where Cypress, Texas is, there's so many planned communities that are, that are coming up, and there's so many young families that are moving there, so we're doing lots of different things, like Easter was a few months, two months ago, and we did, you know, Easter egg hunts in two communities, and there's this big nature fest in the community across the street from us, where we provide free face painting, and, you know, education, and free prizes, like water bottles, t-shirts, and pens, and fun stuff, and, and we were part of this big bash two weeks ago for Memorial Day, um, so we're always continually involved, um, you know, there's Chick-fil-A family nights where it's really cool. Um, we had this class where you create your own toothpaste, where we get toothpaste, sparkles, and uh, a flavoring agent, where it'd be orange, or tropical punch, or banana, or whatnot, and the kiddos, they would just mix the toothpaste with the sparkles, with the flavoring agent, and they would take it home. And a lot of people said you know, it makes them want to brush more than once. So we're really excited about that. So in regards to my my team, they're wonderful, and I can have, I can't do this without them. Wonderful. I know lots of things are team efforts, especially with this one. I'm sure. So that's just great to hear that you have a wonderful staff that's very supportive. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're growing, so we're actually looking to add in another person or two. Um, but, you know, with that, I always have my team help me choose the next person because I am not the only one who's going to work with a new teammate. It's going to be the whole team. So I always uh, make sure that everyone has input in, all, in all, most of the decisions in the practice. That's wonderful. And, you know, Dr. Alice, going more about yourself, um, how did you actually get started in dentistry? Well, for me, I, you know, I grew up 
in the 80s and 90s, and uh, I knew I wanted to do something in the healthcare field, but I didn't know what. And when I was growing up, the show ER on NBC, that was really popular. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll do, like, medicine or whatnot. So in college, I I shadowed in a children's hospital, actually, and I just didn't really care for hospitals and the dentist. The general dentist that I went to after my pediatric dentist, because I was like, okay, I'm in college now, and you go to a different dentist. <laughs> she needed an assistant. So I worked for her on Saturdays to see if I liked it, and that was really transforming. I really, really enjoyed working for her, and she was the only doctor there, and her husband is the office manager. And so she, you know, made enough money to take care of the family, and also she had a young daughter who she took two hours of her day to go pick up her daughter, make sure she was happy, maybe take her to a lesson or whatnot. So she still had that normal feel for her daughter. So I'm like, that's wonderful to be a female, having her own practice, making enough money for the family, and also having time for her children. Um, that was definitely what I wanted. So that spearheaded me to apply to dental school. And applying to dental school is the same courses as applying to medical school, pharmacy school, optometry school, what have you. So the same core science classes. It's just a different test and, of course, admissions to different types of grad programs, which is what we're talking about at dental school. Um, so I applied, and I got accepted early to the University of Michigan. So I was very excited. You know, Michigan's a very good school, great reputation. Um, so I was excited to become a Wolverine. So I was there for four years. And I definitely enjoyed my time there. I made a lot of friends who are still my friends now. And um, after that, I did a residency in general dentistry at UCLA. And, you know, I did a lot of dentures and crowns and root canals. And I just found that I did enjoy doing all those things. And I really missed working with the children, the, the programs that I worked with during dental school. So... I moved to Houston, Texas after that because all my friends were in Houston, mm -hmm. and I worked for a pediatric dentist, and that solidified my idea, uh, choice of applying to pediatric dentistry. So after that, I did my pediatric dental residency in New York City, and that was a great, great experience. I was there for two years, and I'm originally from Atlanta, so I moved back home, and I worked for a wonderful company for three years, and everything was great. But you know, I just realized that my heart was in Houston because all my friends were here, and I just felt like it was just the right city for me. So I moved to Houston about a year and a half ago. And um, when I moved here, I was like, well, I've been out of school for almost eight years. It's about time to open up my practice. So uh, I made that decision, and here I am. I have a practice, and I met my fiancé a few months ago. So uh, that was definitely one of the best decisions I made in my life to move back to Houston. Sorry, it's a long, long story. Oh, it's okay. I love that story, though. <laughs> I think that's great insight, you know, on your about yourself, which is amazing. And congratulations on everything. I mean, it's been wonderful to get where you are today. And, um, you know, schooling does help. A lot of people, sometimes they'll underestimate college and, um, you know, the benefits of going to college. But um, clearly, it's definitely worked out for you. And you've been to many places. I mean, you named a few New York, Michigan. Um, and I think that's really great. You've had a great experience. Yes, I feel like it's definitely helped me grow as a person and also as a dentist who live in so many cities, met so many different people, um, you know, kept these relationships and friendships around the country and uh, it just really helped me grow and just be more international and more open-minded 
And I'm very, very um, fortunate to have all those opportunities. Wonderful. And so why don't you tell me now, what is a board-certified pediatric dentist, which you happen to be? And I looked on your website, so, you know, I'm, I'm curious. Okay. So a board-certified pediatric dentist is a pediatric dentist has, who has completed the residency program, which is usually two years, and who has passed two rigorous exams. The first part of the, of the exam is a written board that many residents take at the end of their two-year residency. So you have to pass the written board first, and then you usually take the oral boards a year later. And some people wait two or three years, depending on you know their schedule or whatnot. But I took my uh, one year later. Um, you know, so I passed my written boards, uh, you know, right after residency, and I worked in private practice for a year, and then I took the oral board. So. In order to become a board-certified pediatric dentist, um, you have to go through a residency program and also to pass a two-part board process. The first part is the written, and the second part is the oral examination. Uh, you know, you could definitely see a pediatric dentist who is not board-certified. I mean, that's okay, too, but with, the, with board certification, this means that that dentist went the extra mile, and also they passed those two portions. And also with the hospital privileges, as we were talking before about going to the operating room, mm-hmm. a lot of hospitals are looking for board-certified pediatric dentists or board-certified oral surgeons, um, you know, or even the medical field. I just, I just think it's best, you know, to strive to be the best in your field. Um, if, I, if there's another board exam that they recommend for me to take or something else, I'm the first one to sign up. I just want to do the best I can and, you know, uh, do whatever it is to be the best pediatric dentist I can be for the community. Wonderful. Well, it's definitely paid off. And um, I feel like I'm kind of the same way. I'm one of those people that it's just like, all right, extra tests. Well, if it's going to, you know, benefit me, then sure, sign me up. <laughs> yes. And I feel like, you know, go through residency, I had so many great friends and we studied together. So I feel like studying, I enjoyed it because I was hanging out with my friends and, you know, and it also helped me become a better pediatric dentist because learning different things like you know, there's a portion of orthodontics that we learn about or pathology or different syndromes or just the basic, um, you know, like science of, you know, our materials or whatnot. So it just helps you become a better dentist in general. Awesome. Well, let's take another break. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. For a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. What does it mean to be a supergirl? It's all about acceptance, respect, healthy relationships, and how to deal with peer pressure. It's all about real-life issues that girls face every day. Join your hosts as they talk about hobbies, friendships, dealing with bullies, and living life as a supergirl. Be sure to tune in every week for Supergirl Guide, the radio show, every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. With some support and knowing that you're not alone, it makes all the difference in the world. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose. We're going to continue our interview with Dr. Alice. So um, we just talked about being a board-certified pediatric dentist, which Dr. Alice is, and you know the benefits of that and how it's important in dentistry and in the practice, of course. But um, 
Dr. Alice, you know, going more into dental hygiene, which we had discussed a little bit in the beginning of our interview, why do you feel that just denti- dental hygiene in general is imperative at any age? Um, dental, oral hygiene is so, so important uh, from the get-go because that's, you know, people say, oh, well, my parents have soft teeth. I, I It's just genetics. Uh, I mean, genetics plays a small portion in how teeth are. It's really the oral hygiene and diet. So with oral hygiene, we're talking about flossing. Again, I recommend to floss first. And the whole idea about that is you want to remove the food first, but when you brush the teeth with the toothpaste, it has fluoride, and fluoride is the anti-cavity ingredient. The fluoride could go where the, where the food was. And a lot of kiddos, they have cavities in between their teeth. So parents are like, we brush three times a day, and um, we don't drink juice, we have fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, cheese, crackers, yogurt. I don't understand why my child has cavities. Are you sure? Um, you know, that kind of thing. And then I talk about, well, you can only brush the top of the teeth, the front and the back, but in between the teeth, where the teeth touch, you have to floss because you can't... The, bristles of the toothbrush can't just magically take out that chicken or take out that piece of broccoli. You really have to floss. So um, oral hygiene is so important just to educate the parents and the patients. So flossing first and then brushing, brushing with a fluoridated toothpaste. Um, the old school of Bob was if, if your child can't spit out, then just use a trained toothpaste that doesn't have fluoride. According to American County Pediatric Dentistry, um, with their guidelines, they recommend for a patient to use just a smear, like a younger patient, just a smear of toothpaste, mm-hmm. barely a smear. It doesn't have to bubble up and foam up or anything, just a little smear. And you brush, 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 so the teeth can get the goodness of the fluoride, the anti-cavity ingredient. And when they get older, like let's say the smear yeah, up to age three, or so in three to five, like maybe a little pea size or so. Not the dollop that you see on the commercials. I feel like it's very misleading with the media. Like you have to have a lot of toothpaste or whatnot. But, you know, for the young young parents or the young kiddos, just a smear of toothpaste on a toothbrush and brushing in the morning and the evening to floss first and then brush to prevent the, to prevent the cavities. Um, you know, for a person who flosses and brushes all the time, they still mm-hmm. eat a lot of junk food. Um, that's not going to help out. So it goes hand in hand, flossing, brushing, oral hygiene, uh, and diet. kind of like salt and pepper or ketchup and mustard. You have to do both in order to prevent the cavities. So the diet, we only recommend half a cup of juice, and that's four ounces. That's what the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry recommends and also the American Academy of Pediatrics, the medical doctors and the pediatric dentists, the pediatricians and the, and the pediatric dentists, I mean. So four ounces of juice maximum a day. Mm-hmm. And some parents are like, wow, like a juice box has 10 ounces, Capri Sun is 10 or 12. Like, well, how, what can we do? Well, you could always, you know, cut the Capri Sun, put it in a cup, only four ounces of that, and dilute it with a lot of water. Um, or you can make your own juice. Like there's, you know, the juice craze now. You could, you know, get a juicer, put mm-hmm. in the apple, put in the cucumber, put in whatever fruit, and you know what's in there. It's not packaged. It's fresh. And also, you know, water is the best thing. And, um, you know, water, that's what I recommend. Um, milk is great, too. It has a natural sugar called lactose. And it could create mm-hmm. a milk, a film of milk on the teeth. So after a patient drinks milk, we recommend for them to drink some water or rinse with some water just to kind of break up that milk film on the teeth. Um, so, and also, fruit, fresh fruit is wonderful, but there's dried fruit, fruit snacks. And those are not good, even though it says fruit because it's sticky and it sticks to the back of the teeth. It creates a buffet platter for the bad guys, and those bad guys are called plaque. 
plaque as bacteria. So the plaque eats all that sugar that's back there that's just hanging out in those grooves and pits of the teeth. After it eats the sugar, it will release acid on the teeth, causing cavities, cavities or holes in the teeth. Or it may release acid on the gums, causing gingivitis, which is bloody, inflamed gums. Um, mm-hmm. So we want to prevent that from happening by not eating fruit snacks or dried fruits. Let's say dry fruit, you could put it in salads or cereals and oatmeal. So dry fruit's okay with the meals. But for snacks, we recommend fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, cheese, crackers, yogurt, water. And I do drink the juice to drink it with the meals, like the orange juice or whatnot for the morning, um, not in between. It's not just the amount of sugar that we eat. It's the frequency that we're bathing our teeth with um, you know, solid sugar products or liquid sugar products. Yeah, and I think that's great, you know, that you went into that part of, you know, oral hygiene as well. A lot of it goes from diet, and sometimes we overlook that. And um, you definitely made a good point to say that, you know, it is possible to make healthy choices, and in turn, you know, that's going to help your oral hygiene. Yes, and also, again, I always tell my parents and also like the preteens, like anything in life, if you prevent the problem, you're actually saving money. So we want to prevent the cavities by flossing and brushing and a good, you know, diet. And then if you don't have cavities, you have a cavity-free visit, you'll, then you only come in every six months rather than coming in for treatment, which, which can't cost a lot of money. And also it's time away from school and time away from work. And the patients, you know, they have a big cavity and an abscess or whatnot, they may have pain. And they, they may miss school or they may have a headache, they can't study. So it's really decreasing the quality of life. So we want to increase the quality of life by preventing issues, um, you know, whether it be flossing, brushing, a better diet. The better diet also helps the body and helps prevent, you know, any other mm-hmm. issues that can happen. So um, everything, uh, it goes full circle. That's what I'm trying to say. Definitely. And how have you seen dentistry um, be significant worldwide? I mean, there are a lot of third world countries as well that lack good dental oral hygiene. And, you know, it's something that's just growing and it's getting out there. But there, of course, are organizations that are helping with them. Yes, there's plenty of organizations out there and also at dental schools that do outreach programs, not only worldwide, but also in the communities in America. Uh, I feel like sometimes we forget about the rural areas in America or the the inner cities that just really need our help too. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of programs in dental schools and also community health centers that help people in America and also abroad. And I feel like the best thing to do is to start with education. Of course, you know, patients who have the the abscesses and the need, we need to get in there and just really improve the quality of life by doing the treatment. But, you know, it all starts off with that education, Um, you know, and also you know, asking people to, you know, spread the word as well because knowledge is power and, you know, we want people to just, you know, help us out and that's why when parents come in, I always take the time to make sure they understand everything and encourage them to share with their family members and also people um, in the neighborhood. That's great. I think that's awesome. So um, would you say that dentistry has affected your life? Yes, it has definitely affected my life, and in a very positive way. I, I can imagine doing anything else than dentistry and pediatric dentistry at that. And you know, I enjoy going to work every day and seeing all the parents and all the patients, and also to see them grow. I mean, that's the one of the biggest things for most pediatric dentists is to see the 
kids grow. Like they come see us on their first birthday. We also take pictures of them every few years to see how they grow. And then they become a preteen mm-hmm. and then they go to college. And it's so great to see um, uh, them grow and also to create the bond, the relationship with the parents and the patients. Yeah, I think that is really great because you you are a part of their life at that point. And then, um, you know, in terms of you loving your job, that's the greatest thing that anybody could ever ask for. Because like people say, you know, if you enjoy doing it, you really never work a day in your life. Yes, and with a new practice, like my practice isn't fully decorated. Um, Again, my first name is Alice, and we call it Wonderland Pediatric Dentistry. Kind of like Alice in Wonderland. Um, our, Our colors are very fun and vibrant, like this hot pink, uh, lime green, purple, a lot of crystal lights and everything. It's really fun, um, custom-framed mirrors, and we have elements of Alice in Wonderland, but the nice, fun ones, not with this scary queen of hearts or anything. So we always invite our parents and our patients to come by. You know, if they're in the neighborhood, a lot of them live in the neighborhood, to come by and say hello, and just to check out our office. And we always are adding something every month, like a something new like a game console or a new seating area or, or whatnot. So we want to be part of the community and uh, we always invite them to come in and say hello. They don't have to have an appointment. They just come by and say hi and chit chat. We would love to see them anytime. Awesome. And I'm really glad you mentioned about the decor and everything like that because, you know, creating a fun atmosphere for them to be in um, definitely makes everything a lot less scary, especially if they're not fond of dentists. Yes, and our chairs have large rooms, and um, not the chairs aren't really close to each other, so it's not creating like increasing anxiety or like you know it's just too many people there. It's just really really spacious, and that's the whole vibe I was going for. Just a nice cool environment where people are having fun, they're gonna watch cool movies or up to date movies, um, or just relaxing and feeling safe. I agree. So, Dr. Alice, we're going to take one more break. So keep it right here. You're listening to The Big Game. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose. So we're on our final segment with Dr. Alice. So um, we just talked, you know, about how dentistry has affected her life and overall just the impact that it's made on her. So, Dr. Alice, um, I was going to ask you, what would you consider your biggest accomplishment thus far? 
The biggest accomplishment thus far, I would have to say opening up my practice. Um, you know, after graduating from residency, I wasn't sure if I wanted to open my own practice. It's a lot of work, uh, you know, a lot of dedication, and I worked as an associate for four years, and I enjoyed um, working for other people, uh, you know, working with different staff members and team members or whatnot. But uh, it was a decision that I made just recently, and it's the best decision I've ever made because now, uh, you know, I am making the decisions about the practice, where it be where should I put this room or this chair or how I want my schedule and, you know, how can I customize my team. Um, and I love, love, love um, motivating people and, you know, having a goal, short-term, long-term, and also to encourage people to do well. And I feel like with my great team that I have, with Ms. Joanne and Ms. Tracy, that they're wonderful and I, you know, work together as a team and having our goals, not just like financial goals, but also, you know, to have that parent feel so good at the end or smiling and they say thank you or having a great review or having internal referrals where, you know, parents are referring their friends to come by. I mean, that's what warms my heart. And so with that, it's, having in my own practice that, you know, that's the biggest accomplishment because now it's my own and I can encourage the team and it's growing. So um, I can't wait to add more, more people to Wonderland Pediatric Dentistry. That's awesome. And, you know, the fact that you, you're so passionate about it too, people see that and um, I'm sure that they will definitely enjoy coming to your practice. <laughs> so what would you consider your biggest struggle then since that is your highlight? That's, well, it's kind of funny because the biggest highlight, biggest struggle is kind of, kind of the same. It'd be the same thing. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you hear it all the time. But it, it truly is. Like, I, I feel so proud of myself that I made that decision to open up practice. And now it's open for almost half a year. It's growing really well. And um, but it's the biggest struggle because it's like working hard every day. Even the day, days I'm not in the office, I'm doing something for the practice. Whether it be like buying different things for it or meeting up with different people or doing radio interviews, you know, just mm -hmm. I'm constantly doing something for the practice. So, I mean, I wouldn't call it a struggle. I enjoy doing whatever it is I need to do for my practice, but it is a lot of hard work that I couldn't have done. I couldn't do this without the support of my fiance, my team members, and also my family and friends. So it's a, one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, but I guess I wouldn't, it's a struggle. It's a little bit more difficult, but I'm enjoying every step of the way. That's great. So where would you like to see yourself in five years' time then? In five years' time, I would like to see myself working full-time in my practice and having it um, be a grow at a healthy rate and, you know, just working. You know, I, I worked so hard to come to this point. I feel like this is kind of the pinnacle for me, then now it's just a matter of growing the practice and providing good dental health care for the community. Awesome. And what advice would you give to somebody who may be looking to work in the field of dentistry, such as yourself? Well, the advice, and, you know, we always are happy to have, like, high school students or college students come in to see if they even like, you know, being a dentist. Uh, my advice is to go shadow different types of dental offices, whether it be a general dentist, a pediatric dentist, an orthodontist, 
oral surgeon, or a practice that has all those disciplines in one, and not just one, two, or three, but just a multitude of them, and to see if they really like it. Because you can't really judge, you know, if you want to do a route or make a decision just on one practice. So my biggest advice is if you're really interested in dentistry, to go shadow multiple offices because uh, not every office is the same. They're totally and really, really, really different. I'm really glad that you brought that up because honestly, um, that's the biggest advice some people give to students who are looking at any profession, you know, try to do internships, try to shadow, do something of that sort because you're really getting that firsthand feel of being in an office or wherever the location of that profession may be and what it entails on a day-to-day basis because, you know, sometimes, like you said, it is a different feel for different areas. Yes, I mean, I have some friends who went to dental school like, oh, I'm going to be an orthodontist or pediatric dentist and that was their goal and mm-hmm. after just doing you know the different disciplines in school they're like oh I actually want to be an oral surgeon or whatever it is like people change their minds so like, again like what we're saying it's best to do different types of internships multiples of them and just see what you really like because and you know it's okay to change your mind too there's some people who went to medical school and decided to go to dental school or mm-hmm. um, I had some classmates who were engineers for a long time for about I would say five to ten years oh wow and they were in dental school in their 30s and that was and they're now like they're practicing for the last nine years I graduated dental school nine years ago and they're really happy so just because um, I you know people who are a little bit older who are not in their early 20s is never too late to go back to dental school. It's like you have a passion for it, you want to do it. It goes by so fast. So I encourage people to follow your dreams. Wonderful. I think that's great advice. And finally, Dr. Alice, um, how can others contact you or learn more about your dentistry? Oh, so if people like to um, know more about me and what are my pediatric dentistry, we do have a website. It's www.wonderlandsmiles.com. Or, you know, with that, there's information uh, about our, our practice, some photos, and also our phone number. And our phone number is 281-373-5437. And they could, they could always email me or give me a call if you have any questions about anything. I'm more than happy to answer them and, and just provide, you know, the best information that I can. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Alice. If I'm ever in Texas, I will have to stop by. Wonderful. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. So everybody, that was our interview. I hope you enjoyed it. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to one of my sponsors, Suzanne's Bridal Boutique. Um, I would not have looked as great throughout the year without her. So thank you so much. Um, If you happen to be in the Gilbert area in Arizona, definitely stop by, say hello, tell her I sent you down. Um, You can go to 645 North Gilbert Road, building number 174. And her phone number is 480 nine two six nine one oh six and like i said if you're ever in the texas area please do feel free to stop by wonderland pediatrics dentistry because i definitely will but you you know it you know the drill it's song of the week time so it's going to be i love you this big by scotty mccurry so here it is guys i know i'm still young but i know how i feel might not have too much experience But I know love is real By the way my heart starts pounding 
channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. Hello, my name is Lindsay Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kidstar Album of the Month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Three Kids in the Car. Three kids in the car on a Monday morning, each one wishing that the others weren't born. And I can't say nothing because they've all been scorned because their mother's done and had enough. And the sister's sitting in the front seat. 
who at this point of the song you need to realize is about three months away from getting her driver's license. She's thinking to herself, I can't believe that I'm still riding with them. I hope that we're not seen by some of my friends. And if by chance I fail the driver's exam, then I am running away. Three kids in a car on a Monday morning, each one wishing that the others weren't born. And I can't say nothing because they've all been scorned because their mother's done had enough. And the brother's sitting behind her, who at this point of the song you need to realize is about five years younger than she is, but he's still about two years older than his little brother sitting next to him. He glares down at his little brother and he's thinking to himself, I can't wait till our sister's finally gone. Then I'll sit up front cause that's where I belong. And I'll be rid of you, you miserable worm. Why don't you just run away? Three kids in a car on a Monday morning. Each one wishing that the others weren't born. They can't say nothing cause they've all been scorned. Cause their mother's done had enough. And the little brother... Who at this point of the song you need to realize is a whole lot smarter than the other two think he is. He glares back up at his big brother and he's thinking to himself. I know that there's nobody back in the trunk. You only try to scare me with all that junk. I hope you read my mind, I think you're a skunk. And guess what, I'm not running away. Three kids in a car on a Monday morning. Each one wishing that the others weren't born And they can't say nothing cause they've all been scorned Cause their mother's done had enough And the mother who's been driving all this time She's thinking to herself Things that I'd better not say So we'll just pretend that she's thinking month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kidstar website www.kidstar.org. <laughs> 